Imagine this is your money and someone wants to take it from you. Who is it? The IRS. They want your money. And guess what? They can legally take it, all of it if they want. Remember, they sent you that letter that said, hey, you owe us a bunch of cash and we're going to take it from you. So what do you do? Fight back by letting our team of experts at the tax helpline work it out with the IRS so you can keep your money. And we're good at what we do. When you hire us, you get a team of guys on your side that know the IRS laws and will fight to save your money. So if you owe the IRS a ton of cash and you want to keep it, call right now and learn for free how we can help you put it back in your pocket. 800-932-1749. That's 800-932-1749. Live from San Francisco on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network, you are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with your hosts, Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi. Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's get it on! How's it going, everybody? Brian Alvarez here on Wrestling Observer Live. We are here every day, Monday through Friday, noon Pacific, 3 Eastern, Sunday, 3 Pacific, 6 Eastern. We've got a lot to talk about on the show here today. It is Tuesday, and obviously the ratings for Raw aren't going to be out for about an hour, hour and a half. But we have the ratings for Friday Night SmackDown. And listen, I made it abundantly clear. Don't read too much, if anything, into this number. Very much like last week, I told everybody, do not overanalyze the Wednesday AEW and NXT numbers. It's going to be the toughest competition they've seen in a long time. The numbers are going to be down. And in fact, if anything, the numbers held up better than I expected. Opposite was SmackDown. This SmackDown number from Friday night was like... There was a there was a WWE rating in the UK, and the number was so low that there was a presumption that it had to be some sort of computer glitch. And as it turns out, it wasn't a computer glitch. That was actually the number of viewers. I can't say that this is so low that my initial assumption was that it was a computer glitch, but I was flabbergasted with how low this number was. So we're going to talk about that here on the program today. We also have more on everyone's favorite topic over the last couple of days, the Jordan Miles story. He posted a very long thing on his Instagram, which is very interesting. Going to have to edit it, but it's up on Instagram if you want to check it out. We also have updates on all sorts of things, including the debut of Impact Wrestling on Access TV tonight. If you want to check that out, it's going to be taking place this evening. Got a lot of stuff coming up this weekend, including an MLW pay-per-view we have got Nate Diaz cleared to fight Jorge Masvidal because, of course, he was, and so much more. If you'd like to text us here today, 425-780-7566 is the number. That is toll-free, 425. Well, I guess it's not toll-free. It's a text message line, 425-780-7566. Back in a moment with more Wrestling Observer Live. It has been said that everyone has a book in them, but do you have the time or the ability to write your book? 
Maybe you picked up some skills or had a life experience that you want to pass on in the form of a book to help others. Maybe you want to leave an autobiography for your family. Or maybe you've built a successful business and you want to share your story. At Dorrance Publishing Company, we have professional writers who can help turn your book idea into a finished manuscript quickly and affordably. A Dorrance ghostwriter can provide as much or as little help as you need to complete your book. You'll work directly with your ghostwriter to finish your book faster than you ever could on your own. It's easy to become a published author. Call Dorrance now to learn more. 800-485-6003. Call right now. That number is 800-485-6003. Football and basketball seasons are in full swing. So get into the game with our exclusive sports betting partners, betonline.ag. Sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit to start betting college or professional sports. Every spread, every total, every winner or loser. Straight bet, parlay, or tease your way through the season. You can even bet on wild proposition bets like who will be the first head coach to get fired or who will win the NBA MVP. Get the fastest to market odds, updates, and payouts with our new sportsbook partners, betonline.ag. Head over to the website today or use your mobile device to join and use promo code COACH55. That's COACH55 to receive your 50% welcome bonus. Betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. We paid less for our Craftmatic today than we did 20 years ago. If you're still searching for the perfect solution to a good night's sleep, call now for prices and free information on today's Craftmatic adjustable beds. And then decide when you see how little they cost. Rated number one by consumers nationwide on ConsumerAffairs.com. Craftmatic beds come in all mattress types, including cool gel memory foam for up to 50% less than today's leading memory foam brand. Enjoy temporary relief of low back pain, poor circulation, nighttime heartburn, mild arthritis. You'll sleep better in a Craftmatic adjustable So if you're still searching for the perfect solution to a good night's sleep, call now for prices and information, and then decide when you see how little they cost. Discover Craftmatic for less, up to 50% less than today's leading memory foam brand. Call 1-800-371-9608. That's 1-800-371-9608. Call 1-800-371-9608. Call now. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also WrestlingObserver.com. All right, here. Got a lot to get into today. And let's start with these SmackDown numbers. Now, as I said in the opening segment, I made it clear that you shouldn't freak out about this number because the show was moving to FS1 and it was going to be down, okay? We all knew that. Now, everybody made predictions about how much lower it was going to be. I believe Dave predicted 1.7 million. I actually went a little higher. I predicted 1.9 million. Now... 
the debut on Fox, the show did 3.888 million viewers. Basically, 4 million viewers. Four weeks ago. That's what that's what WWE did for their Fox debut. The following week, without The Rock, they did 2.877 million viewers. So almost 3 million viewers. And then the week after that, they did 2.5 million viewers. So, yes, they lost... 1.5 million viewers over three weeks, which is, like, atrocious. But 2.4 million viewers look to be where it's probably going to settle in. I mean, maybe it could drop to 2.2. Should be right around 2.4. I mean, the idea that it could never drop below 2 million, I mean, it can drop below 2 million. Trust me. But 2.4 million viewers. So I thought, all right, well, the show's moving FS1. It's in fewer homes. I mean, they promoted it like crazy on Fox. They promoted it on SmackDown. They promoted it on Raw. They promoted it on non-SmackDown Fox shows. I mean, they promoted it all over the place, okay? So let's presume that, you know, they'll be down, let's just say, 20 25%. All right. 1.8, 1.9 million viewers. This number comes out yesterday. It is 888,000 viewers. 888,000 viewers. I know that we said not to read too much into this, but that is so, like, almost impossibly low. Now, immediately, I had all sorts of people giving all sorts of excuses. And among the excuses was, well, it's on FS1, which is in far fewer homes, okay? Now, I know that some people think that FS1 is available in like 40 million homes or something like that, but it's not. It's available in 85 million homes, okay? The USA Network and TNT are available in about 90 million homes. So we're talking a difference of 5 million homes here. This is not like FS1 is available in half the homes of the USA Network. It's available in virtually every single home so you can't say well you know nobody gets this channel that's not true okay so you kind of have to throw that one out the window i heard the excuse of well you know people probably if they have it dvr'd you know it's it's uh their dvr isn't going to catch it if they don't go out of their way to set it Mm -hmm. i mean listen if you want to watch smackdown you're telling me that you you care so little about the show that you didn't think to fix your VCR. On top of that, for everybody that watches it on, for example, YouTube TV like I do, do you know what I had to do to record SmackDown on FS1 on YouTube TV? What? Nothing. Because YouTube TV automatically recorded SmackDown even though it was on another channel. I didn't even have to do anything. I don't know how to explain this number. I mean, it's unfathomably low. You had Ric Flair... You had Hulk Hogan, you had Brock Lesnar, you had Kane Velasquez, you had it promoted on Fox shows, you had it promoted on SmackDown, you had it promoted on Raw. It is an appalling number. Like, it's lower than what AEW did on TNT going against very strong competition this past Wednesday night. Let's see what the show does this Friday. If the show is doing 2.4 million viewers on Friday, then there's really nothing to worry about. But... I am mildly concerned about this number. That's very low. That's, yeah, that's shockingly low. I'm I'm blown away that it was so low. Um, World Series did, what, 12.2 million people? 
don't think all of them were watching SmackDown. Um, the, obviously, some of them probably were, but we'll see what happens on Friday, what the number ends up being. But, yeah, on paper, that was pretty terrible. You know, forget about the demographics. Throw them out. They oh, were the demos were so absolutely her- atrocious. Yeah, it's uh, – I mean, what do you really say? Uh, it, it, this might just be a massive aberration. Um, you know, it's like you were saying, though, about the – you know, recording the show, in most cases, a DVR is going to catch it no matter what station it came on. I mean, it, it, it didn't affect AEW to, to the levels that it obviously did here. Uh, being on true TV is, is, you know, WWE was on FS1. But, again, we'll have to see. It just it seems to be such a randomly – it seems like such an outlier of a number, but we'll have to see if they don't, if they don't respond back. But, you know, if you say FS1 into your remote, you know, it'll, it'll take you to the station. I think the days of people you being can so find the station. stupid that they can't find the station is so it's it's a little uh, ridiculous. By the way, I know people are going to get mad at this, and other people are going to say, "Well, that's a terrible number." But the reality is, it's not a terrible number. On Friday night, I don't know if you guys are aware of this or not, but there was an AEW replay, and the AEW replay there was like zero promotion of this. There was no promotion on the AEW show. There was obviously no promotion on Fox or Raw or anything. This show on Friday night against SmackDown and against the NFL did 255,000 viewers for an unadvertised replay. 100,000 of those viewers were 18 to 49. So I don't even know what to say about this SmackDown number. I I just don't even know what to say. It's, It's just crazy. So, a couple of other things here. The latest, if I can find it here, the latest on Jordan Miles. We've been talking about this for several days now. And I don't know why he posted this on his Instagram since everything else he's posted on Twitter. But today on Instagram or this morning or whatever, he tweeted, My tweets yesterday were completely disrespectful and were unprofessional. I have offended a ton of people and used anger to fuel me. With that being said, I'd like to take this time to state and apologize for not caring about what others think of me. The anger I have inside of me has been building for years now. Call me what you want. You'll never be able to call me fake. I've been lied to, used, often mistreated by others who I viewed as associates. I've tiptoed around, kept quiet, even took some L's when necessary, emotionally charged up due to the shirt, which triggered past emotions, I'm never going to be sorry for being me, nor will I take my words back. I'm the, I presume he tried to say damn best professional wrestler in the world today, but he doesn't actually say what he's saying. He just says, I'm the damn professional wrestler in the world in universe today. And a bunch of other things as well. But he did issue a very short apology. He didn't really say who he was apologizing to, but he did say he was disrespectful, completely disrespectful and unprofessional. So I guess we'll just wait and see how this all pans out. But that's the latest. It's like, uh, I can't remember who it was. Uh, the public enemy, I think, samples it, you know. Something about being hostile. I got a right to be hostile. I don't know if ACH has got a right to be hostile. He certainly seems like in some ways that he does. But as he said himself, sometimes the, the, the hate that, that fuels you and the, the drive that you turn that fuel into that drives you sometimes can load up your car and send it on a path into a wall. And maybe he's done that. Maybe he hasn't, but 
he did speak a lot of truths, I think, at least in how he sees them. But I have a feeling the story is still not over with yet. Uh, we'll have to see what happens. So Jay Lethal, who was dragged into all of this a couple of days ago, he was trending on Twitter because of all of this. I wasn't even aware of it until yesterday, but in the middle of him being dragged into all of this on social media, he's got a broken arm. You didn't know that? I found out about it yesterday. He was yeah. working in the UK on Friday against PCO, and he suffered a broken arm. And apparently it is, how can I describe this? It is not a completely clean break, but it's a pretty clean break. That's good. Which means if you break your arm, I mean, that's bad news, but this is about as good a news as you can get if you've got a broken arm. So he's hopeful that he'll be back in time for Final Battle, which is in early December. So that'd be about four or five weeks. So hopefully that's the case. Best wishes to him. Back in a moment with more Observer Live. If you or a loved one is suffering from a physical or emotional condition that has left you unable to work, then listen carefully. Take this number down, 800-593-7491. That's 800-593-7491. When you call, you'll speak with a Social Security disability expert and get a free evaluation to see if you may qualify for disability insurance benefits from the U.S. government. That's right, a monthly cash payment paid directly to you from the Social Security Administration. Whether you're applying for the first time or you've already been denied disability benefits, call now. The disability attorneys at Pinnacle Disability can help you build your case, file an appeal, and represent you at no upfront cost to you. Don't wait another minute to see if you may qualify for your Social Security disability benefits. Call Pinnacle Disability Group at 800-593-7491 for your free case evaluation. That's 800-593-7491. 800-593-7491. Call now. Not too long ago, it felt good to withdraw your cash from the bank, didn't it? For a vacation or a new car. But today, withdrawing your own cash has become risky. Pat Boone here for Swiss America. According to The Secret War, a new Swiss America white paper, I learned that all banks are now required to spy on you and me for the government and then report any financial behavior deemed suspicious or unusual. You must read The Secret War. It's free. Truth is, I believe the government's new war against cash is really a war against us all. But The Secret is now out. So please, get and read The Secret War. Pick up your phone and call right now. 800-932-5517. 800-932-5517. 800-932-5517. Once again, that's 800-932-5517. Do you have a problem hearing the television? Do you need to crank up the volume so loud your family is screaming at you? Then put on your TV ears. TV Ears has helped millions of people just like you hear TV loud and clear without cranking up the volume. For about 60 bucks for the 30-day free trial, you can get your own set of TV Ears. When you wear TV Ears, you can mute the TV volume for private listening or let others watch TV with you. 
Order in the next 10 minutes and take us up on our 30-day home trial and very special price. TV Ears is a brand hearing professionals have trusted for more than 20 years. And through this special radio offer, you can get your very own for just $60. Just mention promo code RADIO. So put on your TV ears and make everyone happy. 800-984-4207. 800-984-4207. That's 800-984-4207. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also of WrestlingObserver.com. I mentioned Jay Lethal. I also want to say something else about the whole Jay Lethal thing here today. That was just... So, Jordan Miles, in one of his tweets, went after Jay Lethal. And made a lot of people very upset. And, like, prior to, this is a serious question for everybody. Prior to Jordan Miles' tweet about Jay Lethal, has anyone ever in history accused Ring of Honor of being racist? Is that actually a thing? Um, I, I, racist outright, no. Uh, why, uh, some people weren't pushed or why there wasn't more of an emphasis on more than one person at one time uh, has come up. At least, again, it, it, it gets bandied about. And when so many people of color have kind of gone through and you look at their history and you go, okay, there's Homicide, there's certainly Jay Lethal, uh, there's Kenny King to a certain point. But the guys leave. You know, obviously we have well, hold Shane on. Taylor right now. But, but has that – has it – has it been asked? Yes. Has it been, you know, but again, I don't know if that's more than necessarily anywhere else, but it's a smaller place. And obviously the talk gets more concentrated. So uh, to say that it hasn't been said, no, it's, it's been, it's been said and okay. things have been wondered. Sure. Hold on a second. Jay lethal is the most, I think aside from the Briscoes, cause it had like 35 tag title reigns. Jay lethal is like the most decorated wrestler they've ever had. He's yeah. held the world title longer than anybody. He held the TV title longer than anybody. Mm-hmm. He's the only person to have the world and TV title at the same time. Like, the complaint forever was, why is Jay Lethal still the champion? <laughs> Did anybody on the planet expect that Shane Taylor was going to beat Bandito and win the ROH television title? Shane Taylor has run roughshod through this company. Bandito, Red Titus, uh, Tracy Williams, Chase Owens, Dragon Lee, Flip Gordon, Tracy Williams. I mean, he's beaten like everybody as the champion. He's still the champion right now. I mean, yes, there have been been in the last couple of months. There have been people who have left, but Moose was super green and they were going to go all the way with him anyway. And he ended up signing with WWE. Well, he tried to sign with WWE, and then his past came up, and he ended up not signing with WWE, and he went to Impact. But they were all in on Moose before he signed with WWE. The same thing has happened with other guys, like Keith Lee and Shane Taylor. I mean, the first time I saw them in ROH, they were running roughshod over everybody, and then Keith Lee signed somewhere else. And so he was out of there. Shane Taylor stuck around. He ended up being champion. I mean, there, 
yes, there are some people, including ACH, who uh, you could, I guess you could argue that they should have gone further, but trust me, there are things with ACH and others where there's a reason that they weren't pushed. I mean, there were there were issues, and the issues had nothing to do with uh, his race. Uh, there were there were issues that if it had been anybody else, they also wouldn't have gone all the way with with these people. So, I mean, there's but don't a, act like these conversations listen. aren't foreign or, or unfamiliar at, at any place in wrestling in in lots of places. So, I mean, I I wouldn't be so shocked that. You can't believe that somebody was talking about. No, I can this. believe Why? that, but I, I mean, mean, in WCW, yes, there was a there was a racial discrimination lawsuit filed, and like the very next week, Booker T became the champion. Okay, like clearly, uh, that tells you something right there. There, I mean, WWE obviously, you can look through their history, and they've they've just. I, I watched these 1993, 1992 superstars, and dear God, I mean. The stuff they do with Kamala, I mean, it was horrible in 92. It's it's even more appalling to watch it here today. But, I mean, Ring of Honor of all places, I have a hard time with that one. No. Let's go to some of the text messages here. This should be an exciting day of text messages. And then I've got, <laughs> then I've got more news for everybody here. I'm shocked by the negative. Oh, here's one we even mentioned today. I'm shocked by the negativity about the Rusev-Lashley angle last night. Oh. I thought it was awesome. Rusev was majorly over as a baby face, and Lashley is a heel. Awesome. We're gonna get, hey, everybody, we're going to get the numbers in. Well, I had to talk with Dave about this last night, and we see things mildly differently. I was going to say, I'd like to talk with Dave about this. We're going to get the numbers in an hour. And he said if the numbers for the third hour was good, that means that this is working. And he is right in the sense that it means that people were interested in divorce court. But we're not going to know if people were into the storyline last night until next week. Right? That would be partially true, yes. Okay. I was watching the thing last night, and, I mean, Rusev, is his character is such a geek. Like... It's such a geek. And and maybe this will get over. Maybe they got a lot of geeks watching. I don't know. But how... And yeah, you know what? There were chants of Rusev Day. Maybe people will get behind him as a big baby face. But he's out there. And he's just so happy at the beginning of divorce court. And she comes down to the ring in his gown. And he's just... Oh, he's got his head in the clouds. Oh, she's so beautiful. And like... Think about this, everybody. Lana is sleeping... With Bobby Lashley. That's the storyline. Lana left Rusev, and she is sleeping with Bobby Lashley. This apparently does not bother him. He still wants her back. But when she comes out and says, Rusev, you're a sex addict, now he can't believe his ears. Now he's devastated. Now he's hurt. I'm like, you're hurt to be called a sex addict. But you're not hurt that she's sleeping with another man? What? Am I missing part of this? Um, did I forget about the part where she said that he wasn't as much of a man as Lashley? And now the spin they're going to try to put on it to, to save the day and say how this was 
all great was because you're supposed to root for Rusev because I guess not being all man means being he was a sex addict and wanted it all the time. I, I okay, since we're making this up as we go along here, uh, obviously, give me a break. I mean, I know there is somebody who look if you are sitting there and you're around college age and you are sitting there with all your friends and you're high and you are laughing uproariously at this. I can't blame you. But Dave last night talked about, well, we got to hear the rating to see if it worked. Again, I go back to the very bad analogy, but it's true of more people are going to click on YouTube and watch that Buffalo Bills fan be completely drunk and jump off the top of a bus and face plant missing a table uh, and, and just land and in, in crash and die and burn pathetically. More people are going to view that than view maybe something else of, of actual value. <laughs> and, you know, it does not mean that it was successful. It just means that enough people were willing to watch the car crash. And since you advertised a car crash, I don't even give these numbers any credit. We'll have to see what happens as, as the week goes on, like a week from now, and see how it holds up. But I, I don't – if you're advertising a car crash and you get people to watch it, I mean, it's it's the hot shouting of the territory. It's great. Great that people watched it. Where do you go from here? How much damage did you do? We'll have to see how it goes. It's just it's the lowest common denominator, and and I accept that sometimes out of my pro wrestling, but when it whiffs, as I believe this one is and has from Jump Street, I don't know. We'll we'll see. So this person here says, Brian, can the fact that FS1 aired SmackDown live on the West Coast at 5 p.m. and not on tape delayed 8 during primetime as normal have significantly impacted ratings. This would also explain why ratings went up throughout the show. People on the West Coast were getting home from work and t tuning in. Uh, the answer, here's the answer. So the rating for SmackDown sure. has grown throughout the show the last couple of weeks. So it wasn't just this week. So the growth throughout the show was most likely not people tuning in that found out that it was on at 5 o'clock p.m. That's very unlikely. Is it likely that the show airing at 5 p.m. impacted the number? Yes. Is it, but not to the degree that it did. The The earlier start time, like the West Coast viewership as compared to the rest of the country, I mean, you're talking it would have been a very, very minimal decline in ratings. To drop from 2.4 million to 888,000, there is zero chance that was because of the West Coast not airing on tape delay. Maybe you could so so if we're talking Fox, I mean maybe it would go from 2.4 million to 2.2 million, but with the change to the West Coast. But to go from 2.4 million to 880, there's just no way, no way. And the predictions were like 1.7 million. So there's no way that number was cut in half because of the time that it aired on the West Coast. It's just there's no chance. Yeah, I mean it may not have helped, but to to have it be hurt this bad would be kind of shocking and. I guess it's a number that doesn't necessarily count, but WWE Backstage, which debuted on October 15th, doing almost 600,000 people, uh, that it was 430,000. And really, if you think about it, they're not going to get a better lead-in than actually having SmackDown and FS1, so it doesn't mean anything there that they dropped 170,000 people. I don't know. I don't know if what they're, the average of All the right. studio shows well, does, but it doesn't help. Hold that thought. Back in a moment, Observer Live.
Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts for our See Better Drive Safer sale going on right now. Get great deals on everything from wiper blades to headlight bulbs. Plus, save on your next oil change with five quarts of O'Reilly Full Synthetic Motor Oil and MicroGuard Filter, just $25.99. O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Hey, travelers. Do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call. Because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices. Our prices are too low to publish online. With the extra money you'll save, you can book another trip or treat yourself to dinner or shopping. So stop searching all of those travel sites to find the lowest price on your next flight. Let one of our SmartFares expert travel agents find ridiculously low prices for you. Call SmartFares today and get the best price on your next flight. Guaranteed. Also, save up to 50% off business and first-class tickets. 855-325-1780. 855-325-1780. That's 855-325-1780. Want to fly somewhere? Looking for cheap flights or cheap tickets? Then call. That's right. Call the low-cost airline travel hotline now for prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. Low-cost airlines has all kinds of cheap travel deals. Fly domestically and save up to 75%. You can even fly internationally and save even more. Yes, fly anywhere in the world and save a lot of money on your plane tickets. We'll even save you money with cheap travel deals on hotels, rental cars, even complete travel packages. So don't book your tickets until you call us first for the absolute cheapest prices on U.S. and international airline tickets and hotels. Call right now for prices so low they can't be published. Travel experts are here 24-7 to help. 800-754-4531. 800-754-4531. That's 800-754-4531. Discount travel sites say they have the best prices, but Hilton.com has the price match guarantee. Look me in the eye. If you find a better rate, they match it and take 25% off. Yeah, well, this is radio, so just stare at the radio. Hilton.com has the best prices. Pinky swear. Or, you know, radio swear. Plus, you can choose your exact room and get free Wi-Fi. Cross my heart, stick a needle in my radio. Expect better. Expect Hilton. Must be a Hilton Honors member. Applicable terms and conditions at Hilton.com. Pinky swear. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also WrestlingObserver.com. This person here says, if you take the three horrible segments off of Raw last night, which were those, by the way, didn't specify, and make it two hours, bam, you got a good show. Oh, well, I got to say, know. I got to say something about this show, okay? So, yes, the Ricochet-Drew McIntyre match was, like, in the ring, it was a good match. The AJ-Umberto-Carrillo match was also a good match. But here's my thing. I I tweeted something last night, and every now and then I'll tweet something that's innocuous, and then, like, the next thing I know, it's got 3,000 likes, 4,000 likes. 
I showed sometimes I watch Raw and I have just no idea what I'm watching. And that's what I thought throughout this show. And I'll just give one example, which actually covers three different things. So I have been told repeatedly, okay, that the idea is they want to get over Ricochet and they want to get over Buddy Murphy. And clearly, if you watch the show, they're trying to get over Umberto Carrillo, okay? So let's look at what they did this week. Well, we had Buddy Murphy versus Truth. They went three minutes. All of the 24-7 geeks came out. R-Truth was distracted, and Buddy Murphy hit him with a knee and pinned him. In the Ricochet match, Ricochet came out. I swear to God, True McIntyre beat him up for like 15 minutes. Ricochet makes a comeback. He goes for the 450. Drew McIntyre moves out of the way. And when Ricochet lands, Randy Orton flies in, gives him an RKO right onto his head, and everybody goes crazy for Randy Orton in St. Louis. They chant his name. They cheer him and Drew McIntyre. Okay. And then the Umberto Carrillo match. I mean, AJ Styles gave him a ton and then beat him clean with the calf crusher with an immediate tap. Okay. So, like, here's here's what appears to be the ideas. You either win a bad match clean, or, in the case of Umberto Carrillo, you lose a good match clean. How about you win a good match clean? Can we have that one of these days? Like, that's like the one thing they don't do when they're trying to get these guys over. Have them do a really good match and win. We see like every other option other than that. Have a bad match and win. Have a good match and lose. Or whatever that ricochet thing was. Have like a good match where you get beaten up the entire time. And then like laid out afterwards by somebody who's a hero in that hometown. What's going on here? Seriously? That's the plan to get these guys over. Every single one of those plans sucks. Now, I will say with Umberto Carrillo... Yes, he lost to Seth Rollins last week, and he lost to AJ Styles this week. But we're, we're, now, we're now in Chad Gable territory, where Chad Gable was really starting to get over. And I said, this guy needs to win like this week, because if he doesn't, the people are going to lose faith in him. And they did. We are exactly in that spot with Humberto Carrillo. He needs to win next week, and if he doesn't, mark my words, the fans are going to lose faith in the guy. I don't care how it should work in theory. All I know is what happens in reality with WWE fans. He needs to win on Raw Monday. He needs to beat Carl Anderson in either a singles match, or if you want to do the six-man with the Street Profits, knock yourselves out, but he needs to get the win. Period. I agree with you there. With that said, if he gets a win and then gets stomped on and treated like a piece of garbage afterwards. We'll worry about that later. Yeah, but no, you got to worry about it now. No, because the first thing is that he needs to get a win like now. Then we can worry about the week after. If they don't even give him a win now, then all of this that we're talking about is irrelevant. I guess. I mean, you get you get some empty wins. Does it really matter? I mean, again, it's it's how but the idea is per- not to be empty wins. It's the perception. It's it's the perception, and how you're treated. And I, I we'll we'll see what happens. It just it boggles my mind. 
uh, Carrillo could have gotten that win this week. I mean, why why did he have to get beat? Why did he have to get knocked out of midair and made to look like a fool? Why did Ricochet? Again, fine, you want to have Randy Orton, you get the big surprise that way. He's still dumped out of the ring like he's garbage at the end of it and just crumples out and that's it with him. It's just, they do this constantly. You know, Buddy Murphy to a lesser extent, but with Cedric Alexander, the same way. With Ali, the same way. I mean, you know, I, I we'll see what happens if he does get a win over Carl Anderson. But it's got to be, to me, he not only gets the win, but he, you know, during the process, AJ Styles and Luke Gallows are thwarted. And at the end, as they storm the ring, he rolls out like the old-time baby faces would. And they slam into each other and fall over. And he gets to stand on the outside with the dimples in his baby face with his hand raised, defeating all three. And not to have the Street Profits out there to help him. Because, again, they're a separate issue, but they're going to have to get over separately. They're going to have to both get over as acts, but separately. So have them cheering him at the end and pulling him back, you know, and helping him up the ramp after he, you know, outfoxes everybody. That's what he needs to do. Getting a roll-up win over Carl Anderson after Carl takes 90% of the match and we get a banana peel and then we get another ass-kicking like the, the OC seems to do to everybody, I don't think is going to help him. And I think that's something you got to think about as you go into the match. You can't cross that bridge afterwards because by then it's too late. This person here makes a very good point. If you listen to the Thursday Brian and Vinny show, my grandmother is on the show every week. And this coming Sunday is her 90th birthday. She's 90 years old. And she has spoken many times of her friend Sylvia, who's right around the same age. Sylvia is a big fan of WWE. 90-year-old Sylvia was able to find SmackDown on FS1 at the proper time. So if a 90-year-old woman was able to find it on the right channel at the right time, then you don't have an excuse. That is a bad excuse to say that these 12 to 49-year-old viewers were unable to find SmackDown on the right channel. I mean, if you want to say, hey, we got a bunch of really stupid people on this planet, like, that's going to have to be your argument. If you give any respect to wrestling fans, then trust me, they can find the channel at the right time. There are a lot of stupid people. I mean, there world. are, but, like, it's a different kind of stupid. Pearson says, your rants give me life. Always love and respect your input, Brian. Well, I appreciate that. I love the they they take away my rant. life. Yeah. Portions of it each time. My segments. This person here says, on Raw last night, they mentioned Corey Graves would not be holding back any punches on his podcast with his interview with Triple H on Wednesday. Does Corey bring up the T-shirt issue to Triple H? Well, maybe he does. Because I'm sure they have an answer. They were yeah. furious this weekend. They were furious. So, like, yes, the shirt never should have appeared on the website for even one day. But when WWE is furious about something, it's usually because they actually feel like they were they were very wronged. So there's a lot to this story. And well, believe and listen, listen to me, everybody. There's a lot to this story that hasn't come out, and I don't know if it's going to come out. But there's a lot more to this story. There's layers to everything, there, isn't there? There's layers to a lot of this stuff. There's layers to the RH stuff. There's layers to the, there's layers to everything, and we'll see how those layers continue to be peeled backwards. This onion, even though he issued a 
partial apology. There was no apology. Uh, he, uh, he realistically, he's not going to be sorry for what he said. So that's well, still going to be sitting say, out there on the table. He didn't say who he was apologizing to. Like, who's he apologizing to? Is he apologizing to Triple H? Is he apologizing to Jay Lethal? Is he apologizing? Yeah. Who's he apologizing? He didn't even say. That's it. That's because the apology is just, I'm apologizing, but I'm not apologizing. You know, he's saying, but he's, you know, he's not saying. Um so that means it's not done, and I don't know has to, I, who the hell knows what's going to happen once all the Saudi stuff, stuff shakes out, once people get back. Uh, once these meetings happen and occur, yeah, it'll be very interesting to see exactly what ACH's role is. Something tells me, I don't know, I know he reached out to Gabe uh, on Twitter about booking him in a match with somebody. Something tells me uh, that's not going to happen, but we'll see. Person says, do people in WWE know the FS1 rating is terrible, or are they thinking they'll be just fine? Well, they're thinking about it the exact same way that I'm telling you about it. Like, yeah, they realize it's, like, impossibly low, but there's the presumption that when the show returns this Friday on Fox in the normal time slot, it'll be probably around 2.2, 2.4 million viewers. And if that's the case, then everything is all right. Now, if the show on Fox on Friday in the normal time slot does like 1.5, 1.8 million viewers, this is big time disaster territory. Mm. I don't think that's what it's going to be. But uh, even the 2.2, I mean, think about what you're saying there. When I mean, it was starting from nearly 4 million people, we you know, the last rating was a 2.4 with an 0.5, 18 to 34. I know what you're saying, you know, in relation to this number, if it's a 2.2. Uh, then there's not nothing to worry about, really. But actually, there is because it keeps slumping. They keep not getting it back. And if it drops 200,000 overall, you know there's going to be some drop 18 to 34 and 18 to 49, which is, again, consistently, steadily slipped the last couple of weeks. I mean, that number, you know, slipping has been as consistent as any other number. So well, I know what you're saying, but we'll see what happens. Well, here's the thing. So I knew, I told everybody, Saturday after the Fox debut, that that was a bad show because that was their big chance to try to capture some new fans. It had been promoted for weeks on Fox. They did 4 million viewers, and that was their chance. And they built the whole show around everybody except the guys who were going to be there on a weekly basis. So you knew it was going to start to plunge. Now, it's fallen, it's fallen, it's fallen. In theory, at some point, they're going to reach whatever their level is going to largely settle in at. I think that number is going to be around 2.2 million. I think once they hit 2.2 million, some weeks it'll be slightly higher, some weeks it'll be slightly lower, but it'll be an average of 2.2 million, which honestly, over the course of 52 weeks, given that you know their, their first run programming does way better than 2.2 million, but their replay programming later in the year does like under a million. I mean, 2.2 million average over the course of a year is fine for Fox and WWE. If they drop well below that, that's a big problem. But I don't think 2.2 million is a problem. I mean, if you think about what they were doing on USA, you know, Friday is a weaker night. So they're going to take a hit there. But Fox is a stronger channel. So really, you can almost average everything out to doing largely what they were doing on USA, maybe a little bit better. So, like, between 2 and 2.2 million isn't a disaster. Now, below that, that's starting to get into disaster territory. But I honestly think they're going to probably settle in around 2.2 million. We'll see.
We'll see. The holidays aren't going to help any of this, which we got coming up. And it, again, we'll we'll have to see what happens. Um, are there sweet there are sweeps in November? Correct, November and, and February yes. is that when that happens? So, if we have an excuse to do some crash programming, now here it is. A couple more text messages here before the break. I'm going. If I'm going to give any credit for the divorce court segment last night, it's going directly to Bobby Lashley for trotting down to the ring in nothing but his tights. To make out with Lana. Well, <laughs> yeah, what was that about? That's what he did. And he was all oiled up. Well, I he mean, went down there for a, a standby fight. match or what? I, I guess he did. I guess he did. <laughs> you never know when the show might go off the early. Oh, heavens. And wasn't he in the back with her in clothes, by the way? I think Like he moments was. earlier? <laughs> Who cares? Back in a moment, Observer Live. To the people who thought I was gonna flop Y'all are part of the reason I ain't gonna stop Against the odds I went hard until I pop Came from the bottom and now I'm standing on top I had dreams and now they all come true Attention business owners, now is the perfect time to start saving money on your cable TV bill for your business. We can give you packages with up to 90 great channels and save your business a ton of cash. And if you call right now, you can learn how to get free equipment and free installation. Now you have choices. It's time to start saving money on your cable TV bill for your business. And call today and get 90 channels plus free equipment and free installation. Smart business owners like you all across the country are consolidating and saving money on their cable TV, internet, and phone service for their business. So now's the perfect time. This may be a limited time offer to the first 100 people that call right now. So please save money and call now. 800 470 7113 800-470-7113 800-470-7113 that's 800-470-7113 do you owe ten thousand dollars or more on at least two federal student loans then you may qualify for new programs offered by the department of education these programs can reduce your interest lower your payments and possibly qualify you for loan forgiveness If you have $10,000 or more and at least two federal student loans and currently not in school, you may qualify for one of these programs. Call now to check your eligibility. Student loan advisors are standing by to help you determine if you qualify for these new programs. They can help you reduce your interest, lower your payment, and even forgive a portion of your student loan debt. Take control of your financial future. Make this free five-minute free call now to Nationwide Student Loans and learn how you can reduce your student loan debt. 800-439-7851. 800-439-7851. 800-439-7851. 800-439-7851. At 28, I had struggled with opiate and meth addiction for 12 years. I did and said things that the sober me never would have done. One day I realized I was not invincible. I was not exempt. And that's when a friend told me about elite rehab placement. They gave me the tools I needed to get sober. And all it took was the one phone call. Elite Rehab can help you start to break your addiction problem and get sober in as little as seven days. And we'll work with your insurance provider to help cover the costs. Plus, we have travel assistance programs to get you here by plane or train. Make this free call right now to learn more. 800-403-5912. 800-403-5912. 
800-403-5912. That's 800-403-5912. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. In the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also of WrestlingObserver.com. So I got to give this quick because I got something to say. AW Today announced a new tiebreaker stipulation for his world championship match featuring defending champion Chris Jericho taking on Cody at full gear, Baltimore, Saturday, November 9th. If there's no winner at the end of the 60-minute time limit, a panel of three esteemed judges must vote for a winner. In the event there is not a unanimous choice, the majority decision will be the winner. So, I'm not a fan of judges in wrestling, okay? But when I saw the draw at the end of the TV show last week, like, I know they're trying to get the draws over. I know there's a point to it. I know if they get it over, it's going to make matches more exciting at the end. But there was something about it that didn't sit well with me. I think it was because the match was only 12 minutes long, and we just three months ago saw a draw in the Cody Darby Allen match. Felt like it was too quick. It was too short. I just didn't like it. And I don't think this match is going to the judges. I think the reason they're doing this, and I have no inside information because I just learned about this during the break. I think the idea is that they don't want fans thinking that if we pay $55, they may not just give us a winner. It may just be a draw with no conclusion. So I think that's why they're adding the stipulation here. I don't think it's going 60 minutes. I don't think it's going to the judges. I think they're just trying to let you know that they're not going to screw you out of a winner in that match, which WWE did, by the way, at Hell in a Cell. I think that's why they're doing this. My guess is there's rarely going to be a judge's decision in AEW, and I think there's rarely going to be draws as well. But I guess we'll see. That's well, very will one interesting. of the judges attack somebody afterwards and pile drive him through a table? Maybe. Like to Ric Flair. You never know. Hey, everybody, we're out of time. want to thank you all for listening. Mike, as always, we're back later on tonight. Brian and Vinny Show, Retro Raw, Nitro, 19 years ago this week. Lots of stuff up for subscribers at WrestlingObserver.com, so sign up today. We'll talk to you again next time, Wrestling Observer Live. <laughs>